What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff. Thank you very much for being here. We're going to talk some stocks. We're going to talk some investing, some real estate news. Uh, what's going on with the market? What is the Fed doing? What are jobless claims looking like? Uh, pretty much anything out there that relates to our money, investing, and uh, get ahead. we're going to try to cover that today. So thank you very much for being here. Um, I did make a mistake. Uh, I did not put the actual poll on the main group for Let It Grow Investing for week 51. So if you were on there and didn't see the poll, sorry about that. That is on me. Uh, again, another kind of crazy, hectic week. Uh, I guess it just kind of comes with the time of year and going this way, that way, trying to finish up jobs, dodging rain to to get jobs done. It's been uh, a little bit hectic. And, uh, you know, I, I guess trying to adjust with the puppy and and being here and then getting work done, trying to come home and not have her, uh, you know, go crazy while I'm recording is just another hurdle to uh, to navigate right now. So uh, my apologies on that. We did get some votes in on the secondary group, which is the public group. So it's a little bit easier for uh, more people to find it. Uh, that is the um, investing. Let it grow. Uh, Facebook group. You can definitely vote up on there. There was the the poll was live on Spotify. I don't really think anyone really checks the notes. So uh, if you want to vote, you can certainly do that on Spotify. We've got that link. But uh, yeah, we had five stocks of the week uh, for week 51. And somehow we're already on week 51. We are finishing out this year. The, uh, the Weeble portfolio where we're doing the investing challenge for 23. Oh man, that we definitely had a nice week this week. Uh, hopefully your portfolio is kind of saw the same. And uh, let's just pull up some of the uh, the stocks that we are looking at right now, uh, some of the ones that we're already invested in, and see just how this portfolio is looking. Uh, I believe we were flat. I think we were just about flat this uh, this time last week on the tenth, and right now our portfolio is up about uh, about six percent. So we're up eleven hundred dollars this week alone. So that is definitely nice to see this rally coming into the end of the year. We've got uh, two more buys that we're looking to do. And uh, that's going to be it for the year. So what are your thoughts for 2024? What are, gonna re what are we going to be buying? What are we going to be looking to invest in? Do we think that 24 is going to be a good year for us as investors? We've got a, a lot of unknowns out there. And uh, overall, we're really uh, you know curious to see what 24 brings, uh, especially with what the Fed is saying. But uh, back to the stocks of, uh, of the week that we were looking at. Broadcom, man, I I can't even uh, can't even fathom what this one was. This was at nine hundred and one dollars this time last week when I looked at this. It is at eleven hundred and twenty two dollars. Uh, I mean, I, I probably should have bought more before I even you know gave the idea out to you guys, truthfully, because this one just rallied. Uh, I think it was up like thirteen percent on Monday alone. And this just just kept going. I, I really don't uh, have the answer as to why this one was so, uh, so strong. But uh, man, we bought this one, um, you know, this time last year, right? Week 51 last year. That's why it's number one for this week is because we bought it this time last year. And we are up 104.6% on Broadcom in a year. I will take that double all day, every day. Our cost basis on this is at uh, $548. It looks like we bought it. Um, no, we just bought it the one time and it doubled. Yeah, we're up $209.25 on this $200 purchase. So yeah, our uh, actual market value is $409 on uh, on Broadcom. So definitely nice to see that one. Uh, some of the other ones that have uh, actually had the most uh, growth, uh, number one being Amazon. 
But uh, we bought this one, I believe, five times. Uh, so we've we've definitely added a lot of Amazon to the portfolio. We've got about sixteen hundred dollars worth of Amazon. We are up four hundred and forty eight dollars on that position, about thirty seven percent there. Uh, Tesla, we've bought three times. We are up thirty five percent on Tesla, about two hundred dollars worth of gains there. AMD uh, up forty seven percent, but uh, that one was up uh, one hundred and ninety dollars. We bought that twice. Uh, so this is just open profit uh, profit and loss for these individual names. So it just kind of goes down the list as to who's made the most money. Uh, not really looking at uh, the percentages as a total, but the actual overall gain for these stocks. So a lot of the big names have done really well for us, even, even SoFi, um, which I know is not a big name, but uh, it has definitely been one that we added at a decent point, right? We added at uh, $652.00. We are up 43% on SoFi. I cannot say the same for my own portfolio. Uh, I know some others in the group uh, are definitely feeling uh, some of SoFi's wrath that if you bought uh, at the end of 21, thinking that this thing was going to continue to run. Uh, it didn't, right? It, uh, it definitely sold off. So we were left kind of holding the bag here on SoFi. But now if we uh, kind of zoom out and look at you know when we were actually buying for the investing challenge, we were up significantly. Capital One up 34%. Uh, Starbucks up 10%, American Express up 30%. We we've definitely have some gainers here that are kind of covering a, a lot of those losses from some of the other ones that really have not performed that well. Um, what is not performing that well? Uh, the Honest Company. That one is a uh, is a pretty solid dud right there, down 53%. We've got uh, Pfizer. They are at a multi-year low. I think they might be at uh, a record low here for, for Pfizer. Uh, we are down 34% on that name. Our cost basis is at uh, $40. I believe the uh, current price is 26. That's painful, right? We, uh, we've definitely tried to average down on this one, but it seems like it just keeps selling off. That's probably a lot to do with the, uh, the COVID vaccines and uh, a lot of that revenue kind of slowing down uh, and really just not being there. We've got uh, Medical Properties Trust, MPW, down 55%. They cut that dividend in half, and now it is still yielding probably at about twelve percent, roughly. But I uh, mean, it really doesn't look like a lot of people want to get back into that real estate space. Uh, they had a lot of the debt; they sold off some of those uh, different properties to pay down the debt, and now we are trying to climb our way back out of uh, a lot of different problems in commercial real estate. Some of the debt snowball that they had, uh, so a lot of different uh, concerns and worries there. For MPW, uh, I feel a lot better now that uh, we are really getting a base cooked in at this uh, $5-ish mark, and I, I hope to see this one move up. I'm definitely seeing some of these um, energy stocks moving back up, too. It's looking like some of those could be a good turnaround play for 2024. Uh, we're looking at uh, Walgreens. Man, that one is still, still rough, man. Walgreens down 47% since we bought this thing. And they are, you know, a dividend king, I believe. They've been paying a raising dividend for for eons, right? But this one simply cannot get out of its way. A lot of uh, post-pandemic spend has not really come back into the store where people getting vaccines. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are doing shopping elsewhere. They got the Amazon thread of, you know, Amazon Pharmaceutical coming after them. You've got Costco that is just kind of continually going up. A, a lot of their pharmacies doing well. Costco, uh, we were talking about them gold bars that they were selling. And it was kind of a weird thing with Costco, right? They were they were pumping out these gold bars. It was like, who is dumping all the gold 
And why is Costco getting it? And why are they selling it kind of at, you know, a, a bit over spot price? But um, we were kind of concerned as to why they were doing that. And then who's getting rid of it and who's buying it? Are they planning for a, a big sell off in it? Um, but, uh, you know, Costco actually sold about $100 million worth of those gold bars uh, since they started uh, really pushing them earlier this year. There was a kind of a big news spend or uh, story around these these Costco gold bars. And uh, yeah, it's about $100 million worth of um, about gold bars here. So now I actually wanted to take a look at the gold spot price. I had pulled up Google, but did not actually click on this uh this gold spot price so let's see if we can't find uh what's going on here um i don't know if this is a decent site or not uh bullion exchanges that'd probably be better uh what do we got um this one that's not what i want let me try to find something here as to what the gold spot price is looking like and what it's been doing over the the course of the year and uh and see what's going on but uh, yeah, what else we got? We've got uh, Apple continuing to hit all-time highs. You guys know my uh, my feelings on Apple. Great company. I own it. It's a big position for me, but uh, I'm not buying it anymore. I, I think it's uh, it's getting too expensive for me, truthfully. Uh, I know that uh, the fear index, the volatility index, or the VIX is at a uh, low. The S&P 500 is moving up much higher. Man, uh, gold uh, per ounce, we are at 2,031. Um, trying to see if we can't get a uh, history chart on that to see exactly what it's done. Um, let's see if we can't find anything here on gold. But yeah, so we've got uh, the VIX coming down. So there's not so much fear out there. Everyone thinks that uh, everything is looking much better. We're, we're planning for this soft landing. The Fed and uh, uh, Powell came out and said that they are expecting about 75 of basis point cuts uh during next year by the end of 2024 we will see that uh, that fed funds rate come down from five and a quarter uh yeah five and a quarter to 5.5 down to about four and a half to 4.75 percent uh so we are definitely seeing a lot of these nasdaq stocks uh move higher we definitely saw it in uh uh what names we saw charge point we saw end phase we saw um a lot of different names this week really rallying higher on the fact that uh, this Fed funds rate is coming down. Uh, we certainly saw it uh, in uh, a lot of the smaller cap stocks, the growth stocks. They were definitely on fire. Um, we saw it in a lot of the bigger names, right? Even, you know, Apple that uh, is in that tech space that's got uh, got the cash, got the growth. They are looking to build out other areas. We We saw it in a lot of different areas. Uh, a lot of different companies. And uh, I think that trend might kind of continue into 2024. So uh, I definitely think that um, we're going to see some resurgence in a lot of these small cap growth names. I think it could be a good time to buy those. I think a lot of the banking names could be uh, in a position to do better as rates come down and people are going to start refinancing and looking to borrow, uh, you know, large companies included, not just uh, us people that are looking to refi. If you bought uh, a home at 8% and you're trying to get down to, you know, under seven. But I think a lot of different people are going to be uh, looking to build out their businesses, right? So if you couldn't uh, afford to borrow at that 8% and now you can get better rates, uh, you know, we start to see more people doing that. We could see more people building uh, new homes for the fact that they uh, don't have such a backlog of, uh, of materials, the the cost of capital is a little bit cheaper. There's a lot of different things out there, so there's still some pent up demand. Uh, I still think that people are going to be getting out of some of these 
uh, you know, money market funds or, or different things that they're in. If it's bonds, they might be rotating back into some securities, trying to get a little bit more growth. And that makes sense, right? We don't want to tie up all of our money into something that is not going to be paying as much and, and sit on the sidelines while uh, some of these growth stocks are really going to rally, right? So uh, we're going to start to see that pivot. Uh, I think we could definitely see those uh, some of the builders, some of the um, banks, some of the growth stocks uh, really start to come back up. Uh, maybe even some uh, biopharmaceuticals, right? We're, we're starting to see some of the different names uh, that Kathy Wood and the ARK Invest companies invest in. Uh, really start to take off too with uh, some some new lanes for them to go down uh, to be able to get uh, some new pharmaceutical products out there, stop some different uh, you know diseases or, or, or illnesses that are out there, and I think that could be a good trend going forward too, uh, especially as you know the cost of capital comes down. So a lot of different things to look at. I think that we could uh, definitely see this kind of continue, this rally continue into twenty twenty four. I don't know how broad-based it's going to be. I don't know that uh, everything's going to go, but uh, I do believe that uh, some of these growth stocks really are going to have some people coming back and checking on those and um, you know, kind of getting back involved into some of the names that might have been left behind. So I'm looking at those. I definitely think that a lot of the travel trends will continue. Uh, man, there's a lot of pent-up demand for people getting out there, doing things, having those experiences. Uh, so maybe even some names... Uh, you know, the Ubers, the Expedia's, Booking.com. I think that that one is, uh, you know, I just saw something that I think it was set to get to about $4,000 on Booking.com. I'd have to check that one out. But um, I do have uh, an outage here on E-Trade. I believe that they are doing some scheduled maintenance right now. So I can't look at that one. So I am going to be using a little bit more tip ranks today to try to find uh, some some target prices here. So let's see if we can't find... Uh, Booking.com on tip ranks. So what is the uh, the ticker over there? I think it is uh, BKNG, but let's uh let's see if I'm right on that one before I go ahead and uh, commit. Um, yeah, it's actually right on tip ranks right here. BKNG hits new high is four thousand. Next is the article. Um, let's see where are we right now on BKNG? See if I can't get this pulled up. We've got some uh, some slow moving computers today. We got. Uh, just shy of 3500 per share. So it's looking like a lot of people are still looking to, to travel. We could still see about 15% more gains from the current levels. Um, yeah, as rates fall with three or possibly more uh, price cuts uh, kind of getting to the point where they're baked in. Uh, the booking company has made the most from the travel recovery as the firm carries its newfound strengths into 24. Shares may very well be able to hit the current street high price of 4000 held by UBS. Uh, so we're definitely curious to see what happens there. I still think that 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 uh, trend in travel will have a really strong uh, chance of continuing, and uh, we could definitely play some of those trends as well. I still think that oil and energy could be uh, a driver for growth going forward, as uh, some of these prices and uh, the the supply side has really been inflated by Saudi uh, producing more, bringing that price down. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen there. I think that might slow down. We might see oil stay a little bit lower. Gas prices in the U.S. stay a little bit lower during that election year. But uh, that could ramp back up towards the end of 2024 as well. But I still think that we have strong trends in travel to drive that higher. So uh, all those things put together, I still think that those things could be a, a solid play going forward. So that's what I got there. We did uh, we did look at some other names for the investing challenge for week 51. 
Uh, first up, I, I know we talked Broadcom AVGO. That was just been a, a rocket ship for uh, for me uh, for the investing challenge. Like I said, we've doubled on that in the course of uh, a year plus. Uh, that that is now about a triple for me. I'm up about 300% on that in my uh, my brokerage account, which I believe I said I started buying that one in about 2019. So it hasn't been that long to to go up about that 300%. And uh, I know I was buying it in the $170 range during the pandemic, but my cost basis on that is around 290. So being at 1120, I, I will take that all day. I really don't want to sell because I don't want to have that taxable event, but. Uh, it is getting to the portion uh, to the point where it is almost becoming too large in my portfolio. I might want to start trimming this uh, just maybe a little bit at a time to take a little bit of those gains off the table. Don't want to be uh, too greedy. And uh, I definitely appreciate the run and the growth that that's given me over the course of the past uh, four plus years. So we've got that. Uh, number two was Abvi. Uh, Abvi Ph Pharmaceutical. Uh, ticker is ABBV. And uh, another name that I've had for a long time, it's it served me well. Uh, you're getting a solid dividend on this one. Uh, I believe it was about 4.2%. Uh, and we did not vote on that one. We had United Rentals URI on the, uh, the investing challenge poll. For a lot of those same reasons I was talking about, a lot of uh, new building coming back online, a lot of infrastructure spend still going on. Uh, a lot of companies that weren't looking to spend on, uh, you know, new equipment. So I was thinking maybe, hey, that that rental space looks to go up on the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of projects are still online. I know there's uh, some definite layoffs in the construction space. Uh, I've talked to a couple of people that uh, their companies have been laying people off pretty heavily, uh, whether it be for the winter or just for a slowdown in uh, construction products uh, in some different areas. But uh, I do believe that that will come back online in the spring and uh, we'll start to see uh, some more of that spending coming back. Uh, number five was NVIDIA. Uh, I am still still a bull on NVIDIA going forward. I still believe that uh, AI is going to be a, a major spend. We've still got uh, that whole network to be built out. We've still got uh, a lot of the graphics, a lot of the uh, crypto spend for for NVIDIA. They're in a lot of the right lanes of uh, business right now and a lot of different major growth drivers. So I'm still uh, you know, very much in awe of the revenue growth that uh, NVIDIA has. I believe it was 102% by the end of 24, 200% revenue growth by the end of 25. And uh, you know, I don't know. They A lot of people worry, is that going to continue? I don't know that we're going to see these triple digit revenue growths for NVIDIA. I don't know how long that lasts, but I know that they are at the forefront of a lot of, uh, you know, really profitable, uh, big spend business items. And I think that they are going to remain a front runner in that space. I know they've got contenders. I know that AMD is trying to come after them as well. But man, NVIDIA really is doing a lot of good things out there. So I'm, I'm still bullish on that one. But um on the limited number of votes that we got, because I, you know, forgot to put that poll up on the main group, uh, we did vote on Chevron CVX. So uh, I still like the oil spend right now. I still like the fact that oil is trending cheaper right now. I think that could be a good time to get in at this four uh, percent dividend yield on Chevron and uh, start to see some upside going forward uh, from ticker CVX. Uh, let's take a look at what Tip Ranks has to say while I've got it up. Um, yep, nope, wrong CVX. That was, uh, I think it was a 
forex trade that it typed in let's see we've got um get back over to the the right one not convex let me see if i can get back there like i said this thing is moving slow today but um hold on with me bear with me one second we've got um not news i don't need that i just want chevron that's all i want i might have to pull it up on the phone this thing is being uh real slow cbx where are we um in the meantime yeah let's talk uh, let's talk a little bit of crypto we are still looking at crypto uh bitcoin ethereum still maintaining some of these uh these levels here and i am definitely uh happy with that we've still got uh, bitcoin at 42,000 i think last week when i was talking to you guys we were trying to break over 40 i believe we got up to about 44 and a half and uh kind of settled back down but that's fine i am good with that uh, Ethereum got up to what 2390, 2400, something like that. We've settled back down to 2238, but uh, I do believe that that gives an entry point for some people. Uh, and we have definitely seen some of these gaps fill real quick when uh, when Bitcoin got back down to like 40,000 and some change, 41,000, it gapped up real quick. So I'm still bullish on crypto. I really hope that these uh, these spot ETFs go through for Bitcoin. Hopefully, we get one for Ethereum, and then uh, the having event that comes through for Bitcoin. Man, I am still uh, really curious to see what happens there. So that would definitely be good for my crypto portfolio, and uh, I'm curious to see what happens there. Chevron, I did find this. We've got uh, about twenty percent of upside. Uh, we've got twelve buy ratings, six hold ratings, zero sell ratings. Uh, the average price target being 179.59. The low is 148. The high price target is 201. And uh, what are we sitting at? Uh, where is the number on this? Uh, the last price was 149.35. So there's very limited downside on Chevron. We still get that dividend. I still think it's very, very safe. I am very comfortable adding to Chevron right here. I think it's a name that we can buy, hold. And uh, you know, have you know, sleep easy at night owning Chevron. I don't think that that is going to be a major problem here. So thank you guys for voting. Sorry to not get the votes uh, up in the right area. I will make sure that we get the uh, the votes together for the uh, the last vote of 2023. And uh, before we get into that, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to get some thoughts together on what names we want to look at for Week 52. And uh, I'll be right back. So thank you guys very much and uh, stick around to uh, wrap out the year of uh, the investing challenge for 2023. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. And uh, this episode is being brought to you by Bathgate Construction. Uh, for all your hardscape outdoor needs for fire pits, for patios, for uh, veneer on your, uh, your side of your house, if you need anything like that done, concrete. Uh, he does it all. Uh, so you can reach out to him at Bathgate Construction at Hotmail.com because I work with him this week and uh, I told him that he should sponsor the podcast for a low rate for an intro offer. So feel free to reach out to Brad at Bathgate Construction at uh, Bathgate Construction at Hotmail.com. Uh, and that is for all your needs in Central Maryland for any outdoor patio. And uh, you'll probably get me there, too, because we like to work together. Anyhow, we're fast forwarding right past that. We've got uh, some great offers out there from Webull, from Crypto.com, from E-Trade, from Binance to get started for an account for the new year. So if you have not yet joined us uh, and you really want to put some money aside, maybe it's not the 200 bucks, maybe it's 
20 bucks a week and you want to start seeing some of the, the growth that we're seeing here on the Investing Challenge portfolio, feel free to use my links in the description to get you going. And uh, there's some really good offers from uh, Webull right now. You put in uh, as little as a dollar using my link and you get some free shares. Uh, randomly selected, you know, you might not know what you're going to get, but uh, you're going to get some free stuff. So that's awesome. And uh, it's another way to add a couple dollars to your portfolio uh, with simply just opening an account. So feel free to use my link to do that. And uh, yeah, where are we at? So uh, what, what was I talking about? We've got... Uh, some more news from uh, from Broadcom, right? I was finally able to get on my E-Trade account and I was looking at what's going on over there. Well, they've got uh, some uh, some more stuff going on with VMware adding to their growth, a uh, double-digit growth uh, projected for, uh, I believe it was the next couple of years from Bank of America. And uh, Bank of America actually raised their target price to uh, 1250 from 1200 uh, Broadcom was on pace for its best week ever. We've got uh, yeah, VMware expected to contribute multi-year double-digit growth, uh, Bank of America was saying. So there's a lot of different things that uh, VMware is adding. Bank of America is seeing it as a, uh, a big growth driver for Broadcom. And uh, overall, a lot of the chip space has kind of bottomed out. I heard that with uh, Taiwan Semi, which uh, we were actually looking at at week 52 of last year. And uh, we did not buy it for week 52 of last year. We actually bought EPD, which uh, we actually just bought for 2023 in week 50. So that is not going to be the one that I'm going to put on for this week, uh, simply because we just added it. But um, where are we going to look? Yeah, we, we covered the ones of this week. We're adding Chevron. Man, let's uh, let's get into this week's uh, stocks of the week for the end of 2023. The last vote we're going to do for the year Man, there's a lot of different ways I could take this. I, I kind of thought of doing, do you know, individual industries? Do we do an ETF? Uh, do we look at some of the ARC funds? Do we look at some of the sector uh, spider funds? I decided against that. I'm looking at individual names. Some of them uh, you're going to know. Some of them you might know. Nah, well, most of them you're going to know. The, the one that you might not know is Vertex Pharmaceutical. The ticker is VRTX. They have been doing a lot of great work with uh, cystic fibrosis, coming up with a lot of treatments over there. Uh, that is a, a cause that is near and dear to me um, for quite a few reasons. But um, I'm, I'm very uh, passionate to see that uh, you know cystic fibrosis and CF is getting a lot of the treatments that they need. So VRTX, it feels like a little bit more of an emotional play to me. But it is a, a company that has a, a, a great path forward. They have been partnering with uh, CRISPR Therapeutics on some of their sickle cell uh, gene editing software to really be that next biotech that really breaks out and has a lot of new things coming out to solve a lot of problems that uh, have not been solved yet. So CRISPR, great company uh, with what they're doing. Vertex Pharmaceuticals, VRTX. Uh, there's not so much in the way of current upside, but that is a really ongoing theme of everything that I've looked at right now. The stock prices have run up so fast that the, the price targets are kind of getting eclipsed. So now that almost means, you know, sometimes be careful, uh, you know, when these stock prices really rally that high, I'm willing to take that risk and I'm not going to stop buying simply because the, the market has gone up. We're just going to try to pivot and find things that uh, still have some room to run. I still think that the growth space is uh, going to have some room to go. I still like what they're doing with uh, Vertex Pharmaceuticals. So I am making that number one on the week. 
uh, for week 52. This is going to be the last one. So please get your votes in. I'd, I'd really like to see uh, some more uh, more votes, more uh, more people that I haven't seen in a while. If you invite some people, that'd be great. Uh, I definitely appreciate the uh, the sharing of the podcast. It definitely helps us to grow over here. Uh, so thank you. And uh, yeah, so that's number one. Number two, uh, let me see if I can't get back to this one article. It is going to be uh, Airbnb. Uh, I, I told you guys about the trend of travel, right? We have seen a lot of people for a long time saying that Airbnb um, you know, there's a lot of people trying to shut down, uh, STRs or short-term rentals. There's a lot of, uh, problems with recession fears, right? Well, what happens if, uh, the, you know, the travel slows down, what happens to Airbnb? Well, uh, Q3, uh, Q3 for Airbnb, the revenue rose 18% to 3.4 billion, uh, converted nearly 40% of its revenue into free cash flow. Uh, so, Really, whatever is going on in 2024, they're still going to be making lots and lots of free cash. Uh, so that is going to allow them to repurchase their stock, which is already cheap. Uh, and I believe they are uh, purchasing, uh, what, 2.4% of the stock and bringing that back in. They are buying it back. We've still got these strong trends. They have a lot of cash to do a lot of different things. I like the positioning here. I'm going to give the nod to Airbnb for the fact of... Uh, really that they've been kind of left behind in a lot of this stuff. They they were kind of a pandemic play. They sold off. We were had a lot of fears around um you know like I said the uh the short-term rental housing kind of crackdown, but uh, I believe a lot of that is is really known at this point. We're sitting at 146. Again, the the downside here is uh it's underneath of where we're currently at for price target. We're looking at uh, a decline of minus 7%. But uh, I believe that some of the the price targets within the past, um, I don't know, month or so, being above where we're currently sitting, I believe that's a, a strong sign of uh, we're actually having more room to run up. Yeah, Barclays came out and said it's a $100 stock. I really don't believe that. But uh, that's what Barclays says. So uh, we've got DBS coming out with the hold. We've got Argus coming out at 155 Bernstein at 163 um, so yeah, we've got that, but I still think that the the trends and travel, uh, the free cash flow from Airbnb, the uh, the amount of growth that they've had, and the amount of people on the platform is going to continue to drive that business forward. We've got uh, yeah, so that's number two. Number three, we're we're leaning into one that we are losing money on. This would be an average down for us, and that name is Pfizer. Ticker is PFE. Man. Again, a, a lot of the spending here, I was just looking at an article. Now I'm probably not going to be able to get back to it. I've got too much going, too many windows going at the same time. Uh, I'll try. But um, yeah, Pfizer, right? We're, we're looking at uh, a lot of spend. They are, uh, I think they they had a loss of $2.4 billion uh, in the, the previous quarter. Now for next year, they are cutting costs $3.5 billion. They're really trying to streamline this business, cut out a lot of those excess costs. We're looking at uh, a company that has really been trying to cut down on the COVID spend. They are trying to unwind all of that, really trying to focus on uh, new drugs. They definitely have been worried about the patent expirations that they are up against, but they are still you know, buying more companies, bolstering that portfolio, really trying to grow uh, through M and A and through uh, you know building out their own pipeline and new drugs, so we're getting a six point four percent dividend yield on PFE uh, if we buy it now. It is at a multi year low. I, I think a lot of people have really left this one behind, and um, 
I don't know. I kind of feel comfortable buying some more of this, getting that dividend. We've got about 28% of upside for an average price target of 34. The low is uh, $27 and we're sitting at 26.60. So even on the low end, it still looks pretty well protected from where we are. And on the high end, being a $45 price target, being about 70% higher than where we are currently, I still feel pretty comfortable saying that uh, you know Pfizer seems like it should be settling out and uh, kind of finding that low and starting to turn the corner here as we get into the new year and they start to really cut back on a lot of this spending and really focus on uh, returning to growth and getting that that pipeline stronger. So that is number three. That would be an average down on a uh, kind of rough situation that we've had in the uh, investing challenge for PFE. And uh, those are a couple of the reasons why I think it might be time to go ahead and purchase. Uh, number four, uh, I was looking at a lot of different names here. Th this definitely takes more time than you would think. Uh, so I would definitely appreciate the uh, the subscribes and the shares. Uh, again, uh, number four is going to be CrowdStrike. Uh, CrowdStrike actually just came out with some uh, new price target uh, uh, moves that were actually higher. Uh, so their price target is currently lower, but uh, it has had a massive run since the summer. Uh, we were looking at a $150 stock, $150 stock back in July. Now we're sitting at $260. I think we touched uh, in the 90s uh, in January. So this one has moved up substantially, and I don't think these price targets have kept up with it. There is still a ton of uh, cybersecurity spend that is out there. Uh, we've got multiple... Uh, you know, products being adopted by, I believe it was 63% of their customers use more than five of their products. Uh, so the the more that they can, uh, you know, kind of infiltrate those uh, those different customers and add on more and more products, we're going to continue to see uh, CrowdStrike be more of a prominent player in the space. Uh, I still think that, uh, you know, cybersecurity never takes a day off. Regardless of what the economy does, we're still going to have uh, the need for cybersecurity and that web security, regardless of what the economy is doing with everyone tapped in, everyone's got their card information on there, their addresses, their you know, bank accounts, their everything. It's all online. And uh, I think cybersecurity, CrowdStrike, the Zscalers of the world, all of those uh, tenable, they're still all going to play a major role in this, uh, in this space. So I still think that is a, is a solid play. And uh, I, it might not be the best time to buy it. The, the best time probably would have been in January, right? When this was uh, a third of where it is now. But um, I still think that is a strong company in a great area. And I think it's fairly well recession proof. We're, we got uh, some new buy targets from Mizuho at 275 on the 15th. BMO at 270. Susquehanna, uh, Susquehanna on uh, the 15th at 330. JP Morgan buy on the 11th at 269. Uh, granted, that doesn't give us so much upside from our price of 260, but I still think there are some more people saying that uh, the the cost of capital, the things coming down, are going to be uh, another driver for CrowdStrike to grow their business and uh, improve their offerings out there. So CRWD CrowdStrike is number four, and for number five to wrap out this year what are we looking at um let's get back over there let me see this one article i was reading on yahoo and uh, of course it refreshes on me and doesn't want to do that either I'm, I'm having a day with technical stuff anyhow number five is adobe we've got more and more people adopting adobe they are looking to get more into generative ai so it's not just going to be your uh 
uh, your typical Adobe products. We're looking into more of that growth from AI. And I'm very curious to see what they do with that. So um, Adobe is one of the few ones right now that I am looking at that actually has upside when it comes to uh, what the analysts are saying. So we've got uh, about 10.5% of upside. We've got a high price of around $730. We're sitting at $584. We also have a low price of around $441. So that's uh, pretty evenly in the middle of those two ranges. But uh, we've got more people saying, um, you know, we could get on that higher end of that. So the, the median price or the average price is going to be well above where we're sitting right now. Uh, we did have some buy targets coming in in the last week, which is definitely something that I am looking at. Uh, Argus came out at 675, Mizuho 680, Bernstein at 667, uh, Griffin at 650. Those are all buys and Baird coming out at 590, which uh, is still north of where we're sitting right now. So I'm okay with that. Four buys, uh, one hold in the past uh, week or so. Uh, I still like what uh, Adobe has to offer. Their, uh, their products are definitely you know, very much needed in the uh, the internet age of things. With uh, Photoshop and everything else that we're doing, uh, we've definitely got a, a strong need for Adobe products that are out there. Um, yeah, what do we got? I'm just trying to look there. I know a lot of their stuff is cloud. A lot of their stuff is subscription-based, which, um, uh, again, there's, there's definitely companies that I don't really care for the subscription model uh, as, a, as a consumer. But I think when Microsoft does it, when Adobe does it, Amazon, Costco... I think that uh, people are going to pay for these products. They use them on the regular and it makes sense uh, versus a, a company, you know, say maybe selling coffee and they want to sell you a subscription to their coffee every month and it just shows up. I don't really care for that, but uh, I know that the Microsoft Office suite, uh, them going to that subscription model and cloud-based has been a big driver, driver of growth for them. Uh, I know it's been huge for Adobe. I still think that that is going to continue. I think the fact that they are getting into AI more and more and leaning into that growth is uh, is a good thing for them as uh, you know, a lot of uh, creators and uh, people using their products need that uh, that type of um, you know, kind of a background and, and support in AI. So we've got uh, those five stocks for the week. We've got uh, Vertex Pharmaceutical, VRTX. We've got Airbnb, uh, ABNB. We've got Pfizer, PFE, CrowdStrike, CRWD. We've got Adobe, ADBE. This is the last vote for 2023. Please get your votes in uh, either on Spotify or on the Facebook groups that are in the description. Please make sure you like, subscribe, and share. If you want to go ahead and sponsor like uh, Bathgate Construction came on and did so generously for this podcast, feel free to reach out. You can do so on the uh, the Facebook groups. You can do so on the the Spotify messaging for uh, Let It Grow Investing. Or uh, feel free, if you if you know me and you want to reach out and get some, some sponsorship uh, opportunities, feel free to give me a shout. Uh, I definitely love to uh, help you guys out and get your products out there. Uh, to our audience here on Let It Grow Investing. So thank you very much for stopping by. Uh, I will catch you guys in the next one. Hope you guys are having a, a great, uh, nice green market out there. And uh, hopefully we finish out this year strong. So take care and I will catch you guys in the next one. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. 
If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.